Hello and welcome to another episode of Bright Future with your host Samuel Adams, but please call me Sam. This is a political and philosophical podcast that follows current events primarily in the United States, but occasionally throughout the rest of the world. Here we look at our nations and our world's laws, views, people, and issues, our possible solutions to those issues, as well as how we might do better, so that there may one day be a bright future. As always, the rules. 1. Do not insult others, but instead discuss and debate each other's arguments in a respectful manner. 2. Take into account new information, perspectives, ideas, and keep your opinions flexible to match. 3. Hanlon's Razor. Do not attribute to malice that which can be attributed to stupidity. 4. Is Occam's Razor. Keep in mind that simpler explanations that make the least assumptions are more likely to be correct. 5. Is Hitchens' Razor. That which can be stated without evidence can also be dismissed without evidence. However, there are exceptions for basic universal truths like the earth is round and 2 plus 2 is 4. And lastly, 6. The Sagan Standard. Extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. While I do record these episodes in a voice chat that anyone is free to join, this podcast isn't popular enough yet to regularly have other members join to follow these rules. That being said, these rules still stand for the comments if you're listening to this on YouTube, or for the chat room if you're in my Discord server. They also apply directly to me, and I always keep them in mind while writing and recording these episodes. With no further delay, let's begin. Unfortunately, back on Wednesday, I had to have an emergency surgery. I'm perfectly fine now. It does mean, though, I am going to be recovering for the next few weeks. As a result, I wasn't really in the mood to write an incredibly complex episode, so this episode is going to be a little shorter than normal. However, last week, I did leave you with a bit of a cliffhanger. I talked to you about my personal belief that cyberpsychosis from the dystopian world of Night City is an exaggeration of things that are happening now, that just a tiny bunch of little horrible things stack up until one thing is just too much for one person to handle, and they kinda just go crazy. In an effort to change some of those little horrible things in Night City, one person, named Johnny Silverhand, detonated a dirty bomb in the most popular, most populated part of Night City, in an effort to shake the world awake. But, as mentioned by the player character V, you can't change people's minds by blowing them up. So, how should we change people's minds so that we can start fixing these little horrible things? Well, for example, you could, I don't know, throw tomato juice at a famous painting to protest the world's use of oil production. In case you haven't heard the news, this did happen last week. A pair of climate protesters threw soup over Vincent van Gogh's sunflowers painting while wearing shirts that say, Just Stop Oil. The painting is over a century old, originally painted in 1988, and the reason why the protesters seem to have chosen this painting is because the medium used by Van Gogh was oil paint. Poppy seed oil paint. Not fossil fuel oil paint, if that even exists. I can't actually find any examples of that, but a plant-based plant -based oil paint which is actually a renewable resource, because it, you know, grows out of the ground. Thankfully, no permanent damage was actually caused to the painting. It was protected from the tomato juice by a glass panel and is already back on display. The women who did this are being charged in the UK court system. 
Wait, they threw tomato juice at it. That's usually stored in an aluminum can. It probably took more fossil fuels to produce that can of tomato juice thrown at the painting than the painting itself. If you're going to protest climate change, please do a modicum of research first. And don't attempt to destroy an irreplaceable piece of art in the process. So clearly, this method to change people's minds was foolish and ineffective. How else might you go about changing people's minds? Well, one option might be to start a riot. For example, the George Floyd protests in 2020. Most were peaceful, 93%, according to the Washington Post and ACLED. However, the remaining 7%, mostly in the larger cities, turned into the most recorded damage under civil disorder in United States history. Arson, vandalism, and looting between May 26 and June 8, 2020 resulted in approximately $1 to $2 billion of damages nationally. Now, unfortunately, if you injure civilians or damage civilian property in an effort to further some form of political goal, you are quite literally the definition of a terrorist. Hurting people is definitely not a good way to get public opinion to be sympathetic to you. But what if you're the one getting hurt? In the game Detroit Become Human, androids are starting to become self-aware and wish to be considered equal to the humans who made them. If the right choices are made, the androids can organize a march through Detroit for equal rights. However, the military is mobilized against the androids and will start to fire upon the androids as they continue to march towards them. You, the player, are given a choice. You can have the androids continue to march. The more they do, the more androids will be shot down, but it will also improve the public perception of these androids. Or, you can retreat at any point, but it will significantly lower the public perception of androids. This scene from the game is actually modeled after the Kent State Massacre from 1970. At Kent State University, Ohio, more than 300 students gathered to protest the expansion of the Cambodian Campaign, which is part of the Vietnam War. The National Guard ordered them to disperse. However, when the protesters refused, tear gas was fired at them. The canisters fell short and was made ineffective due to wind. Then, without orders, Roughly 28 of the 77 guardsmen began firing at the crowd, using an estimated 67 rounds of ammunition. Four students died and nine were injured. The photographs of the aftermath were distributed in newspapers and sparked protests in 450 other universities nationwide, and in less than three years, the United States pulled out of the war completely. There are many other methods of protest, but not all are equally effective. One method that resonates with one person may not change another person's mind at all. For example, book burning. I particularly dislike this method of protest as it can permanently destroy, because it can and has permanently destroyed knowledge. However, in today's modern era, it's not very likely as everything's recorded digitally. Instead, we need to worry about people editing these digital records to be less troublesome. Disney has actually been doing this for older animated films. Between the original theater release and the home releases to DVD, and even the release on their streaming service, Disney+, Plus, you may be able to see some differences in their older animated films. In most cases, it's a simple animation or coloration touch-up, but sometimes they'll be edited for completely different regional releases. 
For example, in the movie Inside Out, the broccoli is changed to green peppers for Asian audiences because that's the vegetable children most despise in those areas. But sometimes these changes are even more major, including the complete omission of certain scenes simply due to controversy. Controversy. Now, there's an idea. For me to consider something to be good in art, story, or in a political sense, it needs to force my mind to think in an important yet neglected direction. For example, what initially drew me towards cyberpunk, which started this whole discussion, was, wow, implants in futuri futuristic open world looks cool. But what led me to stay and look into every facet of what this intellectual property has to offer was that it made me think about a massive variety of topics in extreme depth. For example, well, a bit of background first. A brain dance is a recording of a person's experiences. Not just what they see, but also what they hear, feel, smell, all of it. Brain dances can be edited to tailor the experience to a, to a viewer. Of course, this also led people to seek out brain dances to know what it's like to do all kinds of things, just out of morbid curiosity. One of those things was to murder a pastor's son. You, the player, are tasked with finding the original Braindance recording of the murder, so you might be able to find who the killer is and bring them to justice. So, you infiltrate a gang hideout where you find a father-son pair editing a massive variety of these horrid brain dances. And upon confronting them, the father will cower, saying, quote, Please don't hurt us. If it weren't for us, there would be someone else. That one line is the epitome of writing for me. If it weren't for us, there would be someone else. Simultaneously, that one line acts as some sick justification for his job, a plea for mercy, and also an excuse for his inexcusable actions. There will be someone else. Good to know. I'll come for them next. Bang. In the same stroke, No Man's Sky keeps me intrigued because of its procedural generation. Every planet, animal, plant, and rock, spaceship, and more is all a unique combination of various parts put together by a code that no one, not even the creators of the game, have ever seen before. When the game tells me I'm the first person to discover something, it means it. No one else has ever seen it. And no two things are exactly alike. Something that knocks you out of your normal thought loop and instead pushes you to think about something new, possibly uncomfortable, is how you grow in a mental sense. This is why my favorite, and what I believe to be the most effective method of protest for me, is what's called culture jamming. Done properly, culture jamming may look like a normal advertisement, news article, TV show, or movie, but something about it is just a little off, causing your normal thought process to stumble or do a double take. For example, a billboard that shows a smiling woman looking over her shoulder while consuming some form of product. Written next to her is the words, buy shit. Uh huh? What? Why? Why should I buy shit? And there it is. The billboard, which is actually a very clever example of culture jamming, just did exactly what it wanted me to do. By forcing my thought process to stumble and ask why, why buy shit, it told me exactly what the author thought was wrong with modern advertisements similar to this. Instead of telling me what the product is, or what it will do for me, or why I should purchase it, 
It just tells me to do it, like it's trying to mind control me or something. And this type of advertisement probably works, too. Or, at least, it would have if I had known better. If I wouldn't have known better, but by causing my mind to stumble and follow this exact thought process, I have mentally grown and learned how to both spot this type of advertisement as well as why I should just ignore it. It's not a simple message that treats me as if I'm dumb as a rock and tells me what I need to be told what to think. Like, for example, just stop oil. So for me, culture jamming is definitely the best way to protest. But there are massive there are a massive variety of other methods of protest as well, and I strongly recommend searching out to find what resonates most with you. Now, if anyone was waiting in the voice chat, this would be the end of my essay for this week. So if anyone was waiting for me in the voice chat, I would go ahead and join them and we'd properly more in-depth discuss this topic. But this week, it doesn't look like there's anyone waiting there for me. So instead, I'm going to wrap it up here. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Bright Future. Feel free to comment if you're watching this episode on YouTube or discuss this and other topics on my Discord server with me and other listeners. Just make sure that you keep the rules in mind. Anyone, even you, are free to join in when these episodes are recorded at 7pm Central every Monday. They are also recorded live on Twitch at The Storm AI. These episodes are then released every Tuesday at 6pm Central. So I'll see you back here next week.